appreciation. I know I could preach today probably several different messages. Uh, you know, preachers, you, you give them a chance, they can talk all day long. I'll try not to do that. But uh, I just want to say how much I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Sarah, you have done an outstanding job. Thank God for you. We love you. Here is a lady of God. And uh, I am so pleased that she gave me an opportunity to say a few things about pastors. The reason I'm excited about this is that for over 50 years, I were, I was a pastor. Over 50 years. I'm not that old, surely. And uh, in all those years, I have had the privilege to have been through this service many times. And uh, in fact, uh, and I'm saying this to give honor to where honor is due, my church at Smith Avenue Church of God in Sykes, Missouri, out of all the churches I pastored, it was one of the best. Uh, I have to go back to Ohio. I have to go back to uh, Cleveland, Texas, different ones to, to talk about those that were others that are in that same group. But in my church there, I was honored to have a young man there when I first went there who was going through a lot of trouble. A lot of problems. When I went in. He was. Uh, he came to me. He said, "Pastor said I have to tell you something." I said, "All right." I didn't hardly know what. I don't remember if I even knew his name then. I said, "What's your problem?" He said, "My wife has left me." And I said, "Okay." I said, "Why?" And uh, and so we talked a minute, and I said, uh, "He said, well, I said I go to church, and she doesn't." And said, she don't believe like I believe, and said, she left me. And I said, well, I said, what else have you done? He said, I've always been faithful to the church. I've always put the church first. I've always been there, and it just kind of got under her skin. And I said something to him. I said, I said, Kenny, I said, number one, I said, God created a man and woman, and created the family before he created anything else. I says, if you don't have a family, your church is not going to help you. You need to have a family. And I said, you need to put your family first. I said, especially your wife, because you are one. And so he looked at me and kind of perplexed. He said, what do you mean? I said, I said you owe her, you owe your wife honor you owe your wife some time and so he changed his situation to make a long story short they went back together and uh, they never did get the divorce they were talking about they're still together to this day it changed his life to put his wife first and put his family first i tell you as much as we pastors love pastor appreciation and much as the church we love you we love our families first. You should love your family. And so, Brother Worley then came to me later. <laughs> I have to tell you this. I hope it'll, I hope it'll really click with you. He, he said, Brother Sanford said, I, I want to ask you a question. I said, what? He said, if God will bless me for tithing, will he bless me double for double tithing? Of course, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. 
No, I didn't say that. I wanted to. But I said, uh, I said, well, brother, I said, I would expect that the Lord's going to bless you. And I said, if you give more, I said, whatever you give, God's going to take care of it. And I said, I believe he will bless you more. And so that man started paying double tithe. Bless my socks off. And uh, and so his family, you know, he got his family back. Now he's double tithing. I'm really liking this guy. And so one day he came to me and said, Brother Sanford said, they've asked me to lead Pastor Appreciation Day. And I don't know what to do. And I said, well, Kenny, if you'll take that and do it. I said, in fact, I said, I said, why don't you just, just become the person that's in charge every year? And, and I gave him a few items he could think about, you know, meals and different ways, just as like Sister Sarah has done today. And so he started doing that. That pastor appreciation day in that church became uh, one of the best I've ever received. I don't think I've ever been blessed like that. They, he, he got kind of carried away. He not only, by the way, he quit paying double tithes after a while. Amen. He went back to regular tithing. But the Lord blessed him. He's retired now, and uh, he is an entrepreneur. He has several rent houses and had a couple of businesses and stuff. So God's blessed him abundantly, you know. But he, uh, and Pastor Appreciation, well, he, he started, he come to me one day. He said, we, he said we've, we've talked about Pastor Appreciation this year. We want to send you and your wife on a fishing trip for three days said, we've got a little lake over here that's got a cabin on it. We've rented it. And, and my boat's over there. I've got a pontoon boat over there for you to use. And, and you, we've called, we've, we're going to bring in Tommy and Beth to be there with you. I don't remember if the boys were with them or not. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Michael and Matthew was there. And so we enjoyed that three or four days. I had never had that before. And then a few years later, he come back. He said, uh, this year, we're going to send you on a cruise, you and your wife on a cruise. So they sent us to New Orleans and put us on a ship. I guess they thought maybe it would sink and we wouldn't come back. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But we came back anyway. And then uh, they said, well, what are we going to do next? And so some Paulette said something to one of the ladies about she wanted to ride a balloon one of these days. They saw a balloon up in the air, and, and so they dragged me kicking and screaming to ride a balloon. Amen. And uh, when we, we, the balloon, we were supposed to go on the balloon that, that year, and, and uh, they had to cancel. It was a year later before we got to go, but when we went, it turned out that instead of having four or five or six people on that balloon, it was just me and Paulette and the, and the pilot. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. And, uh, you know, and, and then they sent us to New Orleans. I guess they wanted us to go party for a while. And uh, put us on an Amtrak train, which was slow getting there. Uh, it was enjoyable. We always wanted to take a long trip on a train. I tell you, it's about like riding a bus, you know, it's just longer time, you know. But we enjoyed it eventually. We got there, and we had a wonderful time. One of our ladies had a a, a, a place there, and she uh, a rent rental condo type place, and so we had a place to stay and and all expenses. I'll tell you, it was wonderful. I'll tell you, I've been blessed. I've been tremendously blessed, and uh, and I just say those things to just tell you that uh, you're doing something good.
you're doing something God loves and appreciates. Amen. When God sees his people working. And I know that you may be sitting there and say, well, why should we give this pastor more than any other pastor? Well, I don't know that there's, I have an answer for that. All I can say is, this is your pastor, and he's here today. So how much do you really love him? How much do you really love him? I have to say this, and, I, and forgive me for taking a few minutes, but, but and I hope I don't embarrass him. But in the month of August, my son went to the General Assembly. We went with him. Well, we met him there, actually, and, but we stayed together. And we were at the General Assembly in Orlando, Florida. Now, that, that was a great time, a great assembly. But that's time. That's being going every day. And we were working registration booth. We were working for two days of that time. And we were there, and it was, it was a time of fun, but it was also a time of work. And then we come back, and Tommy came back, and, and, uh, and as I remembered, the next week or so, he had to take Michael to college. And so he has to leave and not only take care of the church here, but to take his and get his son settled in college and get him moved and all that. And then I think there were some funerals that came in along the way. I don't remember exactly how many. And then it was just a few days after that that he called and said, I'm going to Delaware. Uh, one of my friends has, that I've known for years, is, he's died, and they want me to come and do the funeral. And so he has to go all the way to Delaware and all the way back and uh, take care of the church during that time. And then we come up to, I, I don't remember all the things now, the trip to Arizona, which was uh, uh, quite a few days, 10 days and of working and working together. And then coming back home and taking care of the church. And then going to minister's meeting and driving back yesterday. And, and I'll just have to tell you, we were in the minister's meeting until 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. I'll tell you, it was a long meeting and then had to drive the 4 and 5 hours to get here. And, and the point is, your pastor, amen, in my opinion, must have been exhausted. I'm exhausted talking about it. <laughs> hey, we never realize how much a pastor does for us. You never really think about what it means for a pastor, amen, to spend hours to getting a message together, and sometimes two messages a week. Maybe sometimes in some places. I remember uh, in my time when it was three times a week I had to preach. And uh, and it takes two to four hours to get a message if you can get the Lord to speak to you at all, you know. Amen. There's been a few times the Lord didn't speak to us. We had to rely on, on something that we preached some other time. But God was always good and always there to anoint. It's an exhausting life. It's a pressure-filled life. You get phone calls and you get people coming by and you get funerals and you get... Uh, things that you have to go attend. Not only is your pastor a pastor to you, he is a pastor, amen, to this community. He's a part of the ministerial lives of this community. And he's not only that, he is a member of the state council of the state of Missouri and called upon to help take care of the state business. In fact, he was reelected for the second term just uh, yesterday. And so congratulations, Tommy. 
Amen. Not only is he all of those things, but he also has to be that husband I talked about, and he has to be that father, and he has spent time with me. And sometimes I've called him and said, can you come and help me? And he's never failed to being there. I don't think that he's ever failed being there for you either. So, Pastor, we love you. We appreciate you. One more time, can we tell him how much we appreciate him? Thank you. Now, I've got a lot to say in about 10 minutes or less. And so bear with me. I'm behind the pulpit. I'm not moving, Chris. I'll, I'll wave at you a little bit. Will that help, you know? I hope I don't fall off this stage like somebody I know. But, uh, you know, after I fell over there, I kind of got worried, you know. But uh, and it wasn't my fault. That chair moved. <laughs> we were driving down the road the other day, and... and uh, and uh, I hit both the, the, the noisemakers on the highway going around the curve. And my wife kind of wakes up. She said, are you going off the road? I said, no. I said, the, the highway moved. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight there, but the highway moved. I want to read a scripture to you. And I'm going to talk to you just a few minutes, amen, about Pastor Appreciation Day. I'm doing this on purpose. We never get to hear these kind of words that are not particularly shouting words. I think they're shouting words in some sense, but, but it's teaching. It's a time of learning and understanding what God has meant for us to do. This comes from the Lord's Word. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Timothy, and, I, and I, this would be First Timothy, First Timothy uh, 5 and 17. The Bible says, let the elders, or the presbyteria, or the leaders that rule well be worthy of double honor. Do you hear what it says? In other words, your leader, your pastor. Before I go any further, your pastor is the central figure of this body. You, you don't look to anyone else but your pastor. He is your shepherd, and we are the flock. He is the leader. And what was, what was it David said? That the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me, amen, beside the still waters. I said that earlier. And so he is our leader. And it says that the leaders are to be accounted worthy of not just honor, but double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Now that's a pretty packed message right there. The Bible says, You shall not put a muzzle on the ox that's working. The ox goes around and it turns that wheel that crushes the corn so that they can 
pull out the corn and put it in a bag and take it to the house and use it. But while he's going around, if he gets hungry, he eats all he wants. You're not to put a muzzle on where he can't eat because he's doing the work. Right? Is anybody awake? And so we don't want to muzzle those that are working for us. He says, then the laborer is worthy of his reward. There's a, there is a, a thought going around our world today that the ministry is not worthy. In fact, uh, I'll tell you how people feel. My wife was teaching a Sunday school class in Smith Avenue one day. And a young boy in that class, probably about six or seven years old, he says, I want to, he says, Sister Sandra, I want to be a preacher when I grow up. She said, well, why is that? He said, because all he does is go to church on Sunday and go fishing. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> he said, he, you know, that's kind of the way the world looks at us. They feel like we're only up here a couple of hours on Sunday, and so we don't have anything else to do. We're, you know, we're, you know, we don't have anything to be rewarded for. And it's amazing to me that we go to our jobs and we measure our jobs by how they love us and how they honor us and how they reward us. They give us raises and they give us benefits and et cetera, et cetera. And we forget that we should do that also for our pastor. Now, let me be, Barry, you may be seated because I want you to hear this. The Amplified Bible says it this way. This is the Amplified Bible. Which the word Amplified means that it's expanded. It's, it's, there's, it's added to. And so there's some additional information here. The elders who perform their leadership duties well are to be considered worthy of double honor. And in parentheses, it says financial support. Especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. And in parentheses, it says the word of God concerning eternal, um, eternal uh, salvation through Christ. Close of the quotation or the parentheses. Then the, the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while it's treading out the, the grain. And in parentheses, it says it's keeping it from, uh, to keep it from eating. And then it goes on, it says, the worker is worthy of his wages. And in parentheses, it says he deserves fair compensation. And I, I just want to tell you, so many times we feel like, well, if what he gets, he gets. Or if there needs to be anyone to, to take uh, the bear, bear the brunt, it's our pastor. No, our pastor is to be honored. And I'll tell you, shame on us if we get jealous. Amen. If he makes a dollar more or a few dollars more than we make, or if he gets a few extra bucks when somebody gives an offering, he is God's man doing God's work for eternity. Then the, the message says it like this. I love the message. Amen. It kind of brings it down to home. It says, give a bonus. Wow. How many like bonuses? Do anybody ever get a bonus at your job? Amen. I love bonuses. It says, give a bonus to leaders who do a good job, especially the ones who work hard at preaching and teaching. Don't muzzle a working ox. A worker deserves his pay. 
Now, I'm saying this because your pastor would not say this to you. A message like this is one of those messages that when I was pastoring, I was hesitant to say because the first thing that we say, well, all he's concerned about is getting money. Well, that's not what this message is about today, but it is planting a seed in your life that that's what we need to remember when we do things for our pastor. You see, we, you know, you as a church ought to be commended today on honoring your pastor. So many times they go unappreciated. Across our nation, across our state today, there are pastors that's never had a pastor appreciation day. There are pastors who have never been told, Pastor, we love you. Pastors that's never received, amen, a gift or never received a Pentecostal handshake. I love Pentecostal handshakes. Anybody know what a Pentecostal handshake is? Hold up your hand. Well, some of you didn't hold up your hand, so I'm going to tell you. I love it when they, you shake their hand and you feel that little paper in their hand and they slide it into yours and they leave and you're holding that paper and when you open it up it's a $100 bill or a $50 bill or what. Amen. That's what a Pentecostal handshake. But you know why? Because we start shouting when we have that kind of a handshake. Amen. <laughs> Never forget how important those things are. Amen. Jesus was a leader, and he was the pastor of the New Testament church. Hebrews 2, uh, 7 and 22 says, By so much as Jesus was made a surety of a better testament. Then in Hebrews 24, 7 24, But this man became, uh, because he contempted ever both an unchangeable, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. And then in verse 26, for such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. And then lastly in verse 27, for this he did once when he offered up himself. Now, listen, this is Jesus being described in Hebrews as being the high priest or, in our situation, the pastor. He is the leader in charge. He is the head of the body. And he is, and he, as Christ was holy and harmless and undefiled and separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. Well, we cannot make our pastor Christ. We can't make him God. He can, but we can honor him and lift him up because of his sacrifices that he's made. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for his church. Paul, when he was writing, said to, said to the man and the woman, he said, wives, submit yourself to your husbands. And then he said, husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And so I can say to you, if we are men today, we need not only to love Christ, but we also need to love his representative, amen, who is the head of the body. And so the word teaches us these important things that, about our responsibilities. The pastor is the key figure. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 
some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, he was talking here, apostles are the sent ones, and the prophets are the, one, are the ones that foretell and the ones that, that uh, uh, preach and, and, and tell us and preach the gospel, and the evangelists are the ones who revive us. But it's the pastors, and then that con- that word, that conjunction that says and, so pastors and teachers, it not only means he's blessing and anointing and calling the pastors, he's also blessing and anointing and calling the teachers, but it also means that as a pastor, he should not only... Will anybody awake this morning? And so here we find that the pastors are a gift to the church. Why did God give you a pastor? The Bible says, again, in verse number 12, for the perfecting of the saints. So all of us that are imperfect, God is perfecting you. It means that we start with imperfection. Like you started out. When you first got saved, you. What I'm hoping I'm doing for you today is perfecting you. And so perfecting the saints. And for the work of the ministry, which I said a while ago was exhausting work, the work of the ministry, a man can go on and it can cover so many different areas, not only preaching and teaching, a man organizing, uh, utilizing, uh, to, uh, it's also helping us to It's also taking care of all the And then Got to hurry, and so uh, there are some things about a pastor. First of all, when you talk about a pastor, a pastor is there not because it's a but a promise. Thank <laughs> you. 
chapter 13. I tell you, I, I, you know, I don't know about you. That, 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 as a preacher.
Pastoring is a public presentation of the gospel. What you see standing behind the pulpit is not always all that's going on behind the pulpit. What you see a man, amen, when you see a man standing up here, Your pastor has to deal with them also. If you have to pay taxes, your pastor has to pay taxes. You see what I'm saying? When we give, fine. We're not going to try to make you give what you can't give because you couldn't do it anyway. But, but we physically, amen, or materially, how much that you love him and how much that you understand his needs. There's nothing like blessing your pastor, amen, with a, a little help from time to time. Sometimes we, um, Pastor Fish Day, sometimes we, but uh, don't forget your pastor. Don't forget him at Christmas time. Don't forget him at vacation. Let him have a vacation. Don't forget
so much to me. Never forget the little things you do for him. Don't forget your pastor. Love your pastor. Not just with words, but love him with actions. God bless you. Wow. Um, I sat back there and I, I got really, really, really emotional thinking that Bishop Pastor Sandifer was honoring his son, Pastor Sand Tommy Sandifer, for the first time in your pulpit, in your church. How awesome is that? That blessed my heart. It really, really blessed my heart. Um, I just can't say it over and over and over over and over. We love you and we appreciate you. Um, we were um, having worship, and usually the time that we spend the time to come on, yeah, Usually the time we spend the time to uh, 